and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, 88 or on the internet. You are listening to The Breakfast Show. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning here from where we are, uh, you know, getting our show out from here in Newcastle. And you are joined by Lawson and... Bradley Moody. Thank Brad, you so much. Brad. <laughs> Great to have you here. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting this, to be this, on. Is this your first time on Faith FM? This is my first time on Faith FM, and I am pumped about it. Lots well, of. just to introduce you, this is Bradley Moody. He is a, uh, a you you work on feet, right? That's right, man. Uh, a podiatrist. That's the one. And, and he is just an absolute gun, and we are <laughs> so happy to have him on the radio this morning, helping out. Um, as yeah, most of our people are. Uh, down with COVID or struggling. <laughs> yes. So usually in this section, Brad, we share what we're grateful for. And I can say that I am so grateful that you have come in this morning <laughs> and that we have a breakfast show. That is um, an encouragement to me. Thank you, Lawson. It's good to feel welcome. Um, mm. For me, to be honest with you, I am grateful for new life. My wife is now 33 weeks pregnant Epic. and I am just super excited. There is nothing more in, nothing oh. more inspirational than seeing a little foot come and press an impression on the stomach <laughs> of your Wife. It's a little unnerving, but at the same time, very exciting. And so I'm grateful for that. Man, so she's almost ready to go. I know. We just sunk in the other day that we are only three weeks away (laughs) from it being potentially fully born, fully formed child and ready for birth. So we are pumped, but a little bit nervous. Congratulations, guys. Send some text messages in 0491-064-669 for Brad. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. But right now, you are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, and it is time for our first clue for the quiz. So, Brad, give it to us. Okay, the first clue for the who am I uh, is point number one. I debated with a group in the synagogue of the freed man. So we are looking for a biblical character that... Debated with a group of people yeah. from the synagogue of the freed man. That's right. He was so, a debater. Yes. Yeah, so if you give us a message to 0491-064-669, and we'll be able to confirm whether you've got that on the right track with the first hint. That's right. And if you do answer correctly, you go in the draw to win our prize. Now, we've changed up the quiz system a little bit. We have all of our questions going towards one specific prize. And that, Brad, that prize is... The Earthy Canvas Vegan Cookbook by Faye Kazzy. Now, this is an amazing recipe book. Uh, it is worth a quid or two, that is for sure. <laughs> it is worthwhile. If you have difficulty trying to find something to cook in the evening, this is the book for you. Simple recipe lovely to the taste, good to make you strong and healthy and to keep your family just craving for more. So, look, if you've got the answer to that quiz um, from that first hint, you have done very well uh, and you are in the draw to win the Earthy Canvas Vegan Cookbook by Faye Kazzy. Yep, that number is 0491-064-669. That draw will be announced at the end of the week. But again, Brad, can you just give us that question one more time? That question one more time is, I debated with a group in the synagogue of the freed man. If you know who that is, get in touch with us. Yes, awesome. So, Brad, 
positively different news. You've already shared something incredibly pro- positive from your <laughs> life, and we are definitely excited for you as you are, you know, on going on the journey of, of pregnancy, and it's almost coming to an end. Yes. Uh, but what, what else is happening in the good news? Well, there is some other good news around the world, definitely, mm-hmm. with a lady, a widow, who mm-hmm. has just stumbled across her late husband's wedding ring after he lost it 35 years prior. Now, this poor gentleman unfortunately passed away 22 years ago wow. um, and he had lost it um, before beforehand mm. I think it was in 1987 that he actually lost his wedding band and now his dear wife who has been missing him for all these years who is 90 years old wow. might I say um, managed to um, in her rummaging underneath the apple tree stumble across a bent piece of metal which she just thought was rubbish rubbish, and, and, and nonetheless on further investigation discovered that it was actually indeed the ring that he had lost so many years prior. <laughs> That's so wait, so wait, wait, wait. Because I'm thinking like, oh, is it in like a drawer or in like a cupboard <laughs> or a closet? Like that's pretty. You know, fair enough. It's it's gone missing in there, and it could have been preserved, but it's outside under an apple tree. And she had just so happened to be under that apple tree rummaging in the foliage. So what? She's a- like digging in the dirt, and <laughs> yeah. she's like. What is that? A bit of refuse metal, but no, on closer inspection, it was indeed the ring. So what an awesome testimony. She is so happy. You can imagine, Mm. as she was saying um, to the reporters, uh, that when she was in the process of telling one of her friends about it, that she got a little bit choked up. As you can Mm. imagine, it's a heartwarming story, a touching story. You you kind of understand um, the sentimental value of the ring Mm. um, at that kind of an age after they've been married for uh, a number of decades. Um, So she was very excited to find it. And I I suppose the encouragement to us is that it is worth tending to our gardens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys, gardeners, get out there because you'll find all kinds of things. (laughs) You don't know what it is that you may stumble across and it is certainly worthwhile having rummage. that is amazing. (laughs) That is awesome. In other news, uh, there has been a resurgence of a number of rare species of snails developing or coming (laughs) back from, from what appeared to be their demise on Lord Howe Island, which uh-huh. um, is an island that I wish I had been to, have not yet at this mm-hmm. point in time, um, but hopefully one day we'll get a chance to go over there and have a look at it. But I assure you that I'll probably not be looking where these chaps have been looking for these snail species, mm-hmm. but they've discovered that they have been resurging after coming close to extinction uh, on the island, which is 600 kilometres off the coast of New South Wales. Um, and so, yeah, four snail species that were thought to be extinct have been discovered as these uh, scientists have been rummaging also in the soil of Lord Howe Island in a number of sites across the island. Now, I know that obviously snails exist and I know that there probably would have been different species, but are there really lots of species of snails kicking around and going extinct? It seems like it. <laughs> Look, well, I'm not a snailologist, if that's even a word, but at the same time, <laughs> there is certainly um, at least this four uh, different species that they've discovered. And, and so it's exciting for them. And I'm glad that there is people out there that are prepared to go up into those mountains with these really large backpacks and sift their way through the leaf litter among the leeches and the rain to discover mm-hmm. that these snails do actually exist after they have gone through the long process mm-hmm. of um, eradicating the rodents that were
were destroying them. So there was actually mm. a rat infestation that was was taking these poor snails out. And so now that they've sure. actually uh, managed to get on top of that, these snails are resurging mm. and coming back to life. Wow, that's amazing. And so so now we've got all these new species popping off, living their best lives and interacting with each other. And then obviously on Lord Howe Island, if there's like such a mix of species and they're all so close together, then we'd have even more species. So like we're just we're just increasing from here. This is this is a this is a net win for, for the snail population. They are this is awesome. This is this is great. And furthermore, it's worth pointing out. Like I just got so excited about the snails that I forgot to even mention that there is actually a wood hen population that is resurging as well. So we are just winning, as you said, a net win for the Lord Howe Island population yeah, of right. natural species and diversity. Uh, so yeah, man, see, this is Lyle has like a, his hobby horse is he's super anti-invasive species like he, he absolutely <laughs> hates it and he always talks about it on the show um his his number one hate uh like for invasive species the number one species that he dislikes the most is cats he's just like yeah wow get rid of all cats they're all invasive they shouldn't be here <laughs> um, oh, and that's that's like more so directed at wild cats of which there are like millions of them and they eat lots of native species uh but even a little bit towards domestic cats as well um but it's good to hear like they've gotten on top of a, like rats are just gross like i don't think anyone uh, and there's no pro rat people uh in in our uh, in, in our listener base i don't think anyway i haven't had anyone we haven't had anyone in faith fm's history call in and get offended over talking about dead rats uh, but it's good that they're getting rid of them and then this na- native species are flourishing yeah it was something that I kind of felt a little bit bittersweet about at first I was like should we feel bad about the rats but at the same time these poor little snails they're have pests. just been overrun <laughs> like, uh, rats are pests like goodbye uh, I'm sorry <laughs> All right, so moving on um, to uh, a little bit closer to home now, um, less than 600 kilometres away, in Sydney, around Mm. um, the Northern Beaches area um, in Terry Hills, just after 12.30pm, a border collie uh, managed to discover the cries of a man that was caught upside down in a septic tank and managed to get a hold of his 13-year-old companion and, as such, was able to call the authorities and extract the man unharmed apart from a couple of minor lacerations to his head. He was taken to um, the hospital nearby and has recovered without too many, too many uh, long-term implications. That is in, that is, This is a Lassie-esque story right uh, Very here. much. It was a border collie, so yes, we can give it that. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so it just sees it there. It's like it can obviously identify that this person is in distress and it's like, oh, hey, I better go get my owner and they can... You know, help me out. Wait, wait. Did you say twelve thirty a.m.? I thought it twelve thirty p.m. So oh, he was I a contractor working on site. Middle of the, I thought you meant the middle of the night. And I'm like, what's a thirteen year old doing? And <laughs> like with a with an expensive border collie doing out at the middle of the night? But okay, no, no, no. Okay, during the day they're gone for a walk, living their best lives, and they've come across this dude who is struggling, and they've been able to get in contact. And this guy's saved. How good? Yeah, it was so encouraging. I was a little bit disappointed to not find the detail as to how he actually ended up upside down in a septic tank and what exactly he was trying to do. But, um, yes, at least he has come out and he is safe. And so Border Collie and the 13-year-old are also safe. Everyone's happy. So we've talked about how awful invasive species are and, you know, just getting rid of them. And now we've talked about how amazing... Not in, well, could you call dogs an invasive species? I was going to say, I like, don't know if Border Collies if... were an introduced species <laughs> to our country. <laughs> like, well, I'm pretty sure they are an introduced <laughs> species. And, but um, they're not pests. This is the difference. One is a Definitely. pest, one is not... Because... because how do rats save human life? And the answer is no. no do rats? Yes. Uh, border, did this border collie just save this person's life, or you know, 
him from a lot of harm? The answer is yes. And so <laughs> we are we are pro non pests here at Faith FM, and non pests um, are just absolutely getting it done. We like the animals that are helpful to humans and other species, not the ones that destroy them and run them towards extinction. <laughs> That's right. That is our stance here on Faith FM. If you have anything to say about that, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And it's now time for our second clue for the quiz. We have a ton of you guys uh, texting in, but a lot of incorrect answers. But guys, I believe in you. You can do this. The (laughs) questions are only going to make it easier from now on. So can you give us our second clue? The second clue, and I'm hoping I'm going to pronounce this right, Philip and Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, Nicholas... And I were chosen to care for the widows so that they weren't neglected. Okay, so we've got a whole host of dudes here that are in a bit of a team um, of... Okay, so this guy debates and he looks after widows. You know, he's a real, real wound... Well-rounded kind of kind of kind of guy helping people out. That's he awesome. sounds like an eligible suitor. I would definitely say, yeah. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's got wow. the gift of the gab, and he's got a bunch of mates that can help him out when he needs to help wow, the widows. Incredible. Well, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text if you have the correct answer. Unfortunately, uh, we're having some problems with our phone system this morning, and we cannot get any of your calls in, but we can get your texts. So zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text, and that prize uh, for this week was, Brad, the Earthy Canvas Vegan Cookbook. It is really worth just giving it a crack, guys, on that number 0491064669 to see if you can get your hands on this amazing book. It is well worth it. More than the value that they have placed as its price, I can assure you, it is worth it. It has got mostly whole foods such as grains, legumes, nuts, seeds, mm. fruits and vegetables as the basis. So nothing, none of those nasties that would otherwise do damage to your health. It is worth while getting your hands on this cookbook, send us in your answers to 0491064669. Wow, Brad, you just make it so exciting. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Again, that number is 0491064669. And if you give us the answer to the question, your name will go into the draw uh, to win this cookbook at the end of the week. So thank you, everyone. 0491064669. Well, right now, we are going to get into some particularly heavy news. Uh, this is something, well, this uh, issue, I would say, this topic is something that we've covered on Faith FM a fair bit, uh, particularly mm. recently, because right now in the United States, this is a very divisive issue, so much so that there is mm. news of developing today, uh, which is historical. In, yeah. in, the, on, in the scape of American lawmaking uh, in the U.S., uh, lawmaking in the U.S., the history of the Supreme Court, this is historical. The reason is because of the potential overturning of the Roe versus Wade decision. That is just crazy. Now, when it comes, what Roe versus Wade is, is essentially a decision that was made in the 70s that basically made it so that abortion was a fundamental right of a woman. Uh, that no matter where she is in the U.S., she ultimately has the total and complete right um, to an abortion uh, 
And there are some different stipulations that go with that that I'm going to get to in in a bit. But we are are talking about an incredibly heavy topic, a sensitive Mm. topic. And if you feel like uh, this is triggering for you, uh, 131114 is the number to call for Lifeline. Uh, Please talk to someone there if this is uh, particularly uh, heavy for you to hear. But just in summary, this is what's taking place. A leak uh, from the U.S. Supreme Court suggests that the national right of abortion would be could be overturned in either early uh, sorry late June or early July. The court uh, due to make their decision are due to make their decision at, at that time. Um, if the right of abortion is overturned, then you, uh, U.S. states would be able to set their own laws. Uh, a number of states are, are already attempting to ban abortion, uh, but if it is overturned in the U.S. Supreme Court, then they will have fr- freedom completely to do so. Um, in comments, President Biden has said it's a woman's right to choose, and that is fundamental. In, on the other side, um, anti-abortion groups have welcomed the news, saying the ruling could protect unborn children. And uh, the Supreme Court leak was actually authentic. It was verified by the Supreme Court, and they are doing an investigation to find out how it got out. But ultimately, this is a massive talking point, uh, yeah. and this is huge news. And it's immediately brought people out into the streets, protesting, saying mm. their piece uh, in Washington, D.C. And ultimately, if you don't know what Road versus Wade is, I mentioned a little bit earlier, it was a big landmark decision that happened in the Supreme Court in 1973. And basically the story goes, in 1969, a 25-year-old woman named Norma, Norma McCorvey, or she was her pseudonym was Jane Roe, that's why they call it Roe versus Wade, because she mm. wanted to stay anonymous initially. Um, she had fallen pregnant um, and wanted to get an abortion, as she claimed that her pregnancy was due to rape. Uh, but the state of Texas forbade her from doing so. And so she had to give birth. After three years, she contested the decision. Um, back, she well, she immediately appealed, and it went back and forth all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, wow. where they ultimately ruled in favor of Roe. Um, Wade was the district attorney who was um, representing the state of Texas. Yep. Uh, they ultimately voted in favor of Roe seven to two, making in case law it is a, a fundamental woman's right uh, for an abortion. Uh, there were some uh, uh, stipulations to that, and it was basically, it gives the woman the absolute right to an abortion in the first three months or the first trimester of pregnancy. Um, it allows government regulation in the second trimester of the pregnancy, and it declares the state may restrict and ban abortions in the last trimester um, as the fetus nears the point where it, it could live outside of the womb. And now abortion has been something that we've been covering in the news because different states have been uh, seeing, you know, their their opportunity here to make a decision on whether late-term abortions are okay or not or whatever mm, it may be. Mm. Um, we covered a particularly horrific story last month uh, about in Washington, from Washington, D.C., where an abortion clinic, you know, in, in the, uh, the garbage outside, they found, like, basically babies like not even fetuses like we're talking about late-term abortions that that had been uh you know mutilated and whatnot Mm. and and extracted from and it was it was horrific and disgusting and we on faith fm here uh we are christian people and we very much see clearly uh that this topic is heavy yeah uh, this topic is heavy and i feel like you know we, we've covered different sides of the argument you know the different laws being placed in oklahoma and whatnot uh was was the last place which we highlighted we saw in oklahoma the total ban and criminalization of 
post first trimester abortions. Um, now, if Roe versus Wade gets overturned, then you could go all the way and say abortion at no point is legal. Mm. But but in Oklahoma, we saw uh, that they banned totally uh, post first trimester abortions. Uh, so ba- after twelve weeks, if you if you uh, perform an abortion, then you can be uh, prosecuted. Now I use the word perform because this legislation is. Uh, poised to specifically attack doctors who perform abortions. It does not criminalize women for receiving abortions, and I don't think that should ever be done. And this is something that Lyle and I have talked about on the show when it comes to abortion, prostitution, all these kinds of things. The women in these situations are victims, usually, Mm. and they shouldn't be criminalized because they are in a terrible, difficult, awful situation, probably, if they're coming to the point where, I want to get rid of my unborn baby because of potential pressure or whatever it may be. We do also highlight that abortion out of necessity covers less than 1% or a half a percent of abortion. Even abortion due to rape is less than half a percent. Like we are talking very, very low numbers. Mm. Um, and it could, because it's usually that reason that people yes. give to defend abortion. They mm. usually say, oh, we should have it because of these extreme circumstances. But the reality is <laughs> we should also just be, you know, practicing self-control and and these kinds of things. Mm. But ultimately, when it comes to Roe versus Wade, what I find particularly interesting looking at the history of this woman, Norma McCorvey herself, is that after the Roe versus Wade decision, like she had the baby and she kept the baby and the baby grew up. She later converted to Christianity and became an outspoken critic against abortion. That's an interesting turn of events. Saying that she actually regretted the decision um, and that she doesn't believe that abortion is correct. Now, throughout her life, she has, you know, she's not the perfect person. None of us are. Um, She was in a lesbian relationship for about 25 years and different things after. But my my point is, is that she herself, she she gave birth. She was the catalyst for this decision Mm. taking place. She then raises this child and ultimately realized, wait, is, is this child's life worth less because mm. I wanted to get rid of it? Especially now after it's born, actually, this is my child and I love it and I care about it. And they've had a fantastic life Yes, be- because they were born. And I think ultimately, you know, she was in a very terrible situation when this decision happened. But did that constitute the need to make another terrible decision? And I think that's something that we need to think about. I don't have enough time to cover this completely this morning. But, um, yeah, give us your thoughts. 0491-064-669. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we have another clue for the quiz. Yes, the third clue I actually think is probably going to be a bit of a giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is really going to make it pretty easy for our listeners. So if uh, if you're online, I want to I want to encourage you to listen carefully. This might be the giveaway for you to be able to get your hands on that cookbook. This is clue number three. Mm. My clothes were laid at the feet of a man named Saul. Oh wow. If you know who that is, 0491-064-669 is the number to call. Um, and yeah, you will go in the draw to win our earthy vegan cookbook. So 0491-064-669 is the number to call. Do you just want to give us that clue one more time? That clue again is my clothes were laid at the feet of a man named Saul. Awesome. Well, hey, we are coming into our interview section for today and we are talking to Jennifer, who we talk to weekly about all things mental health. Jennifer, are you there with us? 
I am. It's uh, good to be here. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, uh, as as you do each Wednesday morning. And uh, today, yes. we are going to be getting into the structure of the brain and how it works. And we are. How, hmm. how it you know, changes and moves and yep. is made up. So let's let's talk about it. Okay. Well, last time we had a look at the impact of the trauma on the brain and how it affects the brain. Mm-hmm. And unless you understand the brain, it's hard to reset after you've had trauma or during mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. But when it's interesting because science tells us that if the brain understands itself, it works a lot smarter. Mm-hmm. So we have a vested interest in knowing how our brain works. It's a bit like you know, if you've got a new phone, you've got to learn how it works or you can't operate it. It's the same with the brain. Yeah, that's um, true. If we, you know, if you buy a new car yeah. and you don't know how to turn the cruise control on, you're you're up you're up struggle street for a long time. It does, and it seems weird at first, but then you get used to it. And it's the same with the brain because the brain can rewire itself, mm-hmm. but you have to change the program. Mm, um, and trauma changes the program. Trauma puts in a very negative program, a fear program. And we go into what's called freeze mode, but we want to defrost the freeze in the brain and get it running again. Um, our, our brain actually has three main sections that integrate together, and it starts with survival brain, which is what is triggered automatically. It's not conscious. As soon as there's something that the, the brain perceives as threatening, it puts us into fight-flight mode. Mm. So we don't have to stop and go, oh, hang on, there's a car coming, i better get off the road. It's autopilot. We pump adrenaline, cortisol, um, and we can go 100 miles an hour. You know, people have been able to lift cars off of people in emergencies because of mm. adrenaline. Mm. So it's a very powerful thing. So if we didn't have a survival brain, we wouldn't protect ourselves. We'd go to the edge of the cliff and walk over it. Because yeah, yeah. The brain wouldn't be going, hey, you know, we've got to survive here. So that is the first part of the brain that we look at, and that gets um, abnormally set when we have trauma, and it starts to over, I guess you could say, it's like a radar scanning constantly looking for threats because Mm -hmm. the brain's designed to survive. Yeah, we were created with a brain that is meant to live forever, and now we have a brain that can't can't do that. So um, we have this mechanism. And um, so what we have to do is help to get off of that constant survival hypervigilance after mm-hmm. a trauma. So someone whose brain has reset and is healthy will react to something when it's a problem and will have the adrenaline we need to fight or flight or protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the big resets. Now that connects to the uh, emotional brain, and the emotional brain is the center core of the brain. It's called the limbic system, and that's where we store all our memories. There's a couple of parts of that brain that stores memories, um, and we put them in, and when you have a trauma, the, the, the memory goes in rapidly. It, it's nanoseconds, and there's an embedded memory. You don't have to go over it and over it to mm. make it a memory. But emotional memory sits there, and we actually can build what I call emotional barometers. So people who present with an anxiety disorder have, in that emotional brain, have got a barometer that hits the roof constantly. So the survival brain is overworking, picks up a, a threat of some sort that isn't really a threat. For example, people I often work with are high anxiety because, and they don't go to shops. 
You know, they can't go to shopping malls or it's very scary for them, very fearful. But if they go to the fridge and have to, uh, oh, I need the milk and get there and the milk's nearly gone, they immediately feel incredibly anxious and wonder why the milk makes them feel anxious. But it's because that deeper core of the brain is afraid to go to the shop. And if you're out of milk, you've got to go to the shop. Yeah. So it's very subliminally programmed. Um, and that's why people don't, they say, why do I get so anxious and fearful of this? Well, there's a deeper core in the emotional brain. And this is, we talk about a great reset at the moment. Well, the brain has to have a great reset. So this is where we have to reset the brain to get it functioning properly again and start to download that emotional content. You've got me hanging um, on the edge but, of my seat here waiting for the answer. How does that happen? <laughs> okay, well, we've got a third part of the brain that has to come into play that gets suspended, and that, of course, is your thinking rational brain. Mm-hmm. So the third main brain, that's very conscious. You're sitting here listening to me talking and um, you know waiting to hear what I've got to say, and that is your conscious awareness. And that is a major player, of course, because, um, we need conscious awareness to make decisions to process information. So mm. those three brains are connected. So mm. if something happens in your survival brain, triggers the fight-flight response, the emotions soar, and the rational thinking brain starts to think emotionally. Mm. It goes into fear. So it's not thinking rationally. Um, now, to get it back into rational mode, you have to start resetting the brain. And so part of what I do is get people to use very simple techniques to when they get hyper aroused, what I call download in the nervous system, the memory of that um, event or that problem. Because every cell has a memory, not just the brain. We think of the brain as a memory bank and that does all the work. It doesn't. The body and the brain work together. Mm-hmm. And we're going to explore that as you know further as we go. But to reset the brain very simple things to do, like very simple breathing technique because mm-hmm. the heart and the brain are connected and if you calm the heart, you calm the brain. Yes. Right. Okay. Now, the two, we have all of this is housed in um, the thinking brain and the link to the emotional brain is in what we call the neocortex and that's that third of the brain at the front of your head and there's a left and a right, you've probably heard left, right hemisphere. Mm. Um when you're emotionally driven, you're focusing on the right hemisphere or the right part of the brain and at the cost of the left because mm. the left is then thinking emotionally. So we have to pull it back. And this is where you get people to be more aware in the present, bring them back to the mm. present moment and get the brain, the thinking brain to start to look at how irrational it is and yes. pair it with the breathing because once you calm the system down, the left side of the brain can go back to thinking rationally. Mm-hmm. Even to the point where you can feel anxious and you can know you're feeling anxious but you're not being driven by it. Yeah. That, 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 I just wanted to, to comment um, on that because, yeah. uh, like, from what I'm seeing here is this system, like, if the emotional it, – it's like if the emotional brain has some kind of scared or whatever it may be emotions as it's triggered by uh-huh. our survival brain, is it yeah. then that the emotional brain – 
like what what the rational brain will do or our or our thinking or our conscious it will translate that into maybe statements or thoughts or situations or mm-hmm. scenarios that Absolutely. come to us and frighten us yes. mm. and it, it turns yes. into yes. this this loop um, because that emotion is being translated into something that speaks to us maybe oh you will you know uh, you will be harmed if you leave the house it's like you have this emotion of anxiety mm. and then your That's thinking it. brain is translating yes. that oh if you if you leave the house you, harm will come upon you if you see someone yeah. they'll think bad That's of you it. whatever it may be if we start to get that negative self-talk catastrophizing. going yeah. and then catastrophizing that's the perfect word you know just hitting yeah, kind of absolutely. all or nothing thinking and then well but then if we're feeding ourselves those those narratives then it ultimately yeah. just becomes a bit of yeah. a, cycle. a cycle so i guess yes. there definitely is that need for reset wow yeah. And that's that freeze mode, just stuck in that emotional content and mm. the thinking brain is feeding it instead of starting. Mm. So when you've got to get the system to calm down first, I get people to, if they're in the house and it's happening, go outside, sit in the sun, do some breathing, mm. orient to the garden or bringing yourself back. There's a term now they call mindfulness. And really all it is is being focused in the present. Mm. But when you've got embedded trauma or fear, you don't, you, as you said, you go start thinking about the past or what, or the future. Mm. Future is anxiety, future fear, the what is, whereas the past, when we drag up the past, we get depressed. When we fear the future, we get anxious. Yeah. Well, that that's really interesting because, like, a, a lot of research that they've done in sports, for example, uh, like like football or soccer or motor racing, whatever it may be, they've uh-huh. seen that the people who are the most successful have the ability to keep a low heart rate, and it's because yeah. uh, when they have a low heart rate, they're more relaxed and they can make better decisions. Right. Uh, particularly in sports yeah. where you know we're looking at um, where, where there is a lot of. Te- technique mm. needed, like a like a soccer game or yes. like a football. You're, you're constantly making decisions. Um, they found That's if it. people keep their heart rate low in that high pressure situation, they're able to you know make the clutch shot. It's you know, clearly. they're yes. able to cl- yes. think clearly. Whereas if our heart rate rises up, we then think irrationally, and we can yeah. it can lead us to do the wrong thing. Huh. So, so this is why the breathing is so critical because that's the thing that helps to Absolutely. slow the heart rate. Heart rate. That's, wow. that's a great thought. Yeah, great. Mm. It is, and I mean, you just described when the brain is in what we call freeze mode and when it's it's freely running, mm. um, and the sports one is a good example because it's that left-right brain. Mm. Once the person who's playing a sport, their heart rate goes up and they start going into that, then they're going into emotional memory bank. The fear of, oh, no, I missed it last time, for example, becomes a thought. Wow. Mm. Uh, and then, then they will miss it because they can't have accuracy. That, that was literally me two days ago playing yeah. basketball at the Newcastle Uni. I was practicing my shots. I'm like getting them in. I'm like a very bad basketball player, but I love watching basketball. So, but then as soon as we get into a game, I'm like under the hoop, and then I'm like pegging it at the backboard because I'm nervous, and then the ball's just flying off. And it's literally because wow, this is the answer. It's because my heart rate is high. I'm thinking irrationally, yes. and I'm getting nervous. I'm saying, oh, I'm, yep. I, I tend to miss shots in my game, so I'm feeding myself, yep. you know, insecurities. Ins- insecurities. Oh, no. Wow, that is so interesting. Man, I've got the answer. So this is, I am. This is like this is the cheat code the, right here. The only problem that you've got though is you're overlaid with physical exertions. God, it's going to be hard to maintain <laughs> yeah. that breathing to keep that down. I'm going to start walking around control. on basketball yeah. court instead of running. That's powerful. <laughs> Sorry, guys, yeah. I've got to get my shots accurate, yeah. so I need to slow down here. That, that's hectic. That's amazing. 
You don't wait until you're in the event. When you know you're doing an event like that, you work at keeping the heart rate down and keep yourself focused, which mm. is what sports psychology is about. Mm. It's have the focus and the and having the brain seeing the shot or seeing the trajectory and being able to do it. If your heart rate's low, your brain is focused. You've got left right brain balance, mm, and it's go. no different to going to the shops to get the milk. You've got mm. to do the same principle. And it is the breathing and resetting the heart rate is the key to the door. Wow. So when you look at it, it's, it's not rocket science, as they say, and it's physiology, and there's some brilliant research showing this and monitoring it by doing feedback you know, on um, using heart monitors and that. And it is well known now that um, calm heart, calm focus brain. Mm. So it's getting people to understand that and mm. finding experiences like you've had an adverse experience so if you use this then you're more likely to perform better in basketball mm-hmm. that is truly insightful so, hey, and yeah. it's so critical then that you just you know have to recognize in the moment when you're actually um starting to i guess escalate in your anxiety yeah. and entering into that panic mode you've got to try and recognize that so that you can start employing the breathing factors Yes. The more you do the breathing, this is the rewiring of the brain and neuroplasticity, the more you use it, and I don't get people to wait till they're in an event, I get them to when they go to bed, mm. lie in bed, do some of, of this course. breathing. If, even they found putting your hand on your heart, and this is scientifically found, it calms the heart. Mm, it's just like a shield or a protection. Mm. And then doing the breathing when they wake up, when before they have a meal. So I get people, it's like a training process to get them to put the breathing in because the brain, the conscious mind wants to be relaxed and focused. So it gets sabotaged. Mm. So if you keep doing it, it rewires in. You get off that exit road in the brain, all those cells that tell you to fear and starts to put in a new freeway of information that says, no, this will help me to relax. Okay? So practice does make perfect, if that makes sense. And you start, the body will then do it automatically. It's like learning to drive a car. You don't think about it now, but when you first started, it was a nightmare. Okay? It's the same with this. All right. Um, And you'll find you start going into that breathing if you keep practicing. Yeah. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us this morning. This information has been truly insightful, and I guess we all have some breathing exercises to do. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.